Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Law by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today we are talking about Ghost from 1990. 1990. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> With Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore and Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Um, yep. This was this was the movie that uh, that uh, the quarantine roulette wheel picked, and that's what we watched. And this is what we're and talking about today. Had you seen this movie before? Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say no, but when I was watching it, I think it was possibly on a channel at some point in my life and I flipped to it and cause the, the very last scene looked very familiar, the very, very end <laughs> where, where, uh, where it gets all glowy. Before. I think I've yeah. seen that. I think I've seen that scene before. Um, I remember watching this like, I don't know, maybe high school or in college high school so yeah i think so i mean my mom told me to watch it i think because she likes this movie and uh it's pretty it's kind of a classic you know it's kind of it's kind of an important movie i i can see why i mean it it was fun it was (laughs) it was a real adventure it was wild i was not really expecting this at all yeah it's it's a good movie. <laughs> um one one thing I will uh I will say was a little disappointed that the that the pottery like sexy scene was not mm-hmm. was not featuring Patrick Swayze as a ghost. I was really I, I was like <laughs> for the longest time, for the absolute longest time, I thought that the that the iconic pottery like uh-huh. sexy scene was was when he was a ghost. I thought that he was a ghost at at the time, but no. Yeah. It happens before. No. Happens before. Yeah. It definitely, like, is easy to make fun of in a lot of ways, but it's kind of got, like, the right mix of serious and outlandish things in it that kind of really work because of the acting. Like, I feel like the the four main characters of Sam, Molly... Odame and uh Carl. Carl. Yeah. They're they're like the entire story basically. Um basically. you know with with a side of Willie. Um just True. like the four of them's acting like is fantastic and it ju- they're the ones that lead the story and lead the screenplay to be what it is. Truly, truly. They were they were all so good and and yeah, I mean, I I didn't even I didn't even want to make fun of this movie like as I was watching it. Like yeah, some things made me laugh and like some things were just but but like I really 
I really respected this movie, like, as I was watching it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, it, I didn't think it would be, like, also so dark. Like, it was kind of, it was really dark. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, um, Kimmy was watching this with me, and, and she, she was like, this is kind of giving me, like, a, like, a Heather's vibe, almost. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of twisted. And it's, uh, it, it was fun. It was real fun. Yeah, and, like, Patrick Swayze is, like, given this performance that's, like, so earnest, and he's just, like, on the edge of tears at any moment. Same with, you know, um, Demi Moore. And it's, like, the two of them, especially in their chemistry, is just so well done. And it makes you feel for them so much. Like, at the end, I really, like, teared up a bit. Like, it, like when he was walking off, you know, it was really dramatic. And, you know, into the glowiness, but it still was like really emotional, and it was great. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely say that their that their chemistry was was really good. Um, but like, I just I found myself not really caring about their relationship. I I really liked Whoopi's character and and what Whoopi brought to the movie. Like, she was she's the best part. She of the was movie. the best part, and like, and her and yeah. and Patrick Swayze just like just bickering and just doing this little heist. Like was was honestly better than than like the romance and like the relationship between yeah. Demi Moore and Sam. Like I could care less <laughs> about them, honestly. Yeah, uh, totally. But and, and even Carl, like like the second like Carl comes in and and like and he just starts acting kind of kind of skeezy. I was like I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, Carl's a bad dude. Like oh yeah, and and it was just um, it was. It was so good. It was really good. <laughs> it is. It's, um, you know, it definitely has a lot of good elements. And I think bringing them all together in 1990 with, you know, the kind of fun special effects and everything, because that's like half the movie is just being like, you know, he can walk through walls and he can like do all these, these fun things and, um, you know, pop his head into moving trains and, um, it's just like great it's well done for something that probably wasn't done so much like that before in like a full movie about that you know like so that's what kind of makes it an interesting like can you imagine like going to see this movie in theaters and just being like what this is so great you know yeah with like the effects yeah the the scene of him just leaping from train to train i was like and then he's just like he's like beautifully like ballerina leaps between of course the... because he's a dancer, <laughs> he's a dancer. <laughs> i was like i was like oh there's patrick swayze in those moves he's got um and yeah and i also really enjoyed the scene with uh with the with the train ghost where he's kind of like haunting mm-hmm. the subway um because that's where he died and and that's where he learns how to how to move the move the items like he he goes to mm-hmm. him and he's like teach me how to do this and and like because man patrick swayze's like sam sam is a ghost he goes everywhere like he is all over the fucking place as a ghost like yeah. he is yeah, just, he is he's just jumping from from like just just so many places he's everywhere and he's and it's just it's crazy like how much is actually going on like it's such a chaotic movie that it was it, uh-huh. it, was, it was so good and it takes place all over New York. So yeah. it, there's like, it takes place like it, you know, the first, the beginning of it is in um, finance, you know, the finance district down in Battery Park at the end mm-hmm. of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And then they live up at like 40th Street. So they live like in Midtown. And so a lot of it takes place up in Midtown, um, like where the 
the ghost is on the subway and stuff. And then where Willie lives and everything, that's all the way over in Queens. Yeah. Or in the end of Brooklyn. And so it's just like, they're just all, I mean, he rides the subway. And that's what made it feel so great was because it was kind of a time capsule of 1989 New York City because they filmed it there. And it's just, it really felt so alive and so great to see it on camera. I loved that. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't, and and what's also kind of, like, surprising to me is how it didn't feel, like, it, it, it was cheesy in some ways, but it didn't feel, like, rom-com cheesy. Like, it felt, mm-hmm. it felt like it was, it was very serious about, about the story that it was telling, because, like, it, it's about some serious stuff. Like, people get murdered, like, people get killed in this. Like, uh-huh. like, not, not yeah. just Pat, not just Sam, but... Like, Carl has, like, a really crazy death in the end. Like, <laughs> yeah, with just they, the like, glass. Like, it's himself. Oh, my God. Like, when it happened, I was, I was like, oh! Like, I was, like, oh. so surprised that it happened. Um, yeah. And then, like, and the demons, like, seeing the demons come and, like, mm-hmm. take the spirits. It was, it was, like, I, I bet this was amazing to see in theaters, like, back in, in 1990. Like, like watching the yeah. spirits come out of the bodies, like even groaning, yeah, groaning, and then like the demons just coming and just, just like just the shadow demons dragging like them the... away, yeah, yeah. almost like, like Baba the Duke. <laughs> yeah, like but or or even like um, Princess and the Frog, like when the mm. when the the spirits from the other side like go and like grab things and they're just like slithering like over the yeah, water the and stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, it was yeah. it was really a lot like that for sure. They were yeah. like definitely scary. Like if you were a kid, this this movie is kind of like a rated R feeling, you know, like Yeah, when it starts think... and it's like going through that creepy like warehouse building, I was like yeah. I was like, Kimmy, is this scary? Because Kimmy saw this. Like she she was like, Oh, ghost and I was and I was like, Have you seen this movie? And she was like, Yeah and I was like, What? <laughs> and then and I was like, Is this a scary movie, Kimmy? And she was like she's like, I don't think so. She didn't remember much of it, but uh, so she must have seen it like a while ago. But like when it's starting going through like the the dusty warehouse before you yeah. come up to them, like so did they like <laughs> there are just some weird some weird um scenes that are in this movie. Like in the beginning when they're like breaking down the walls of this place, like so they mm-hmm. just got this warehouse and made it their home like is that just yeah they basically like bought um a floor in this in this building Mm -hmm. and it was like a a complete redesign so they needed to gut the whole thing and and start from scratch just the floor yeah, the their house floor. was crazy with those stairs just like in the middle of the room, in the middle of the It was whole... a cool, yeah, it was cool, cool architecturally. But... Like, oh, Danny was, oh my god, he, we were watching it last night, and he's like, <laughs> there's like a wicker chair in their little tiny living room that they have, mm-hmm. and Danny was like, why is there a wicker chair inside? That makes no sense. <laughs> and then she's like complaining about his chair and she's like it's so ugly and Danny's like you have a wicker chair inside (laughs) (laughs) oh so funny yeah their house was their house their apartment was just was real weird like it just it's it didn't it looked neither like artsy like nor Mm -hmm. it 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 didn't look like the apartment that that this couple would have I don't know. Right. It, like, like, a, it, like a, it seemed kind of out of place. A finance bro and an artist, right? Yes. Like a fine artist. Right. 
Yeah. It's just a little weird. I don't know. Like, it kind of made sense to me. It's like one of those, you know, kind of warehousey loft things that, like, a, a lot of Brooklyn is like that, where it's like refurbished warehouses turned into apartments. Mm-hmm. And especially I've if you need a them. studio. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a studio. Yeah. Um, which, you know, the, I just, yeah. It's also just the, the, you know, people make fun of that whole sensual scene with with the pottery, but it really is great. Like, it's so, it's iconic, and it's wonderful that you can really feel the love between them, and it's, it's cute. And Danny and I were on the, on the, <laughs> we were laughing about it, because we were sitting on our couch, and then he gets behind me, and I grabbed, like, something that I could pretend was the, the, um, clay, and mm-hmm. we just, like, recreated the scene when we were watching it, and we were cracking up. <laughs> It, yeah this this scene it was, was this scene was great um it was funny because kimmy was like i remember watching this and i i hated how how messy he got her hands <laughs> like how, like they just got well, she's you know she's covered in it she's like oh everywhere. i just i couldn't sleep i'm just gonna fire up the old turntable the old pottery yeah turn thing bobber I don't, I don't and know he words. got up and he was like why would you get out of bed and he was wearing jeans i was like did you wear jeans to bed or did you put did the you jeans on to go downstairs <laughs> in the middle of the night in Why your own you house? Do... I didn't even I... notice that he was wearing I jeans. I did. He was wearing blue jeans. And I was like, why the fuck is he wearing jeans? <laughs> and there was just, and okay, I, I did laugh a little bit at this scene because it just, it went on for a long and didn't do a whole lot. Like, yeah, they were, they they were doing a lot of like, like rubbing their hands on each other and like kissing and like it was just a lot of the same repetitive yeah. motions. I, I was like, all right, you guys gonna like get on the couch or something? Could we change locations here? Like, why are you still? Yeah. Why are you still in this area? Like, can you just can you move along here? Well, they did. They, they did. They did. They did. Like it, yeah. it ends with them like falling on the couch, and I was like, okay, could we have not gone to the couch sooner? Like a little couch action. Like that would have been nice. Like no, they just like stood, and they it was just it was funny. I, I was like, okay, this is this is going on for a bit too long. It kind of was like honestly more realistic to what it's like because like obviously in sure. movies everything's rushed. True. So the true. director was like, let's like like make this more realistic for people so they really feel like, oh, there's a lot of good foreplay going on here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like it makes a little bit more enticing and exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the other that. scene that went on, I felt like kind of a long time, but also really worked was when the friend um, came in. Um, when Carl comes in to talk to Molly and he kind of like takes off his shirt because he spills coffee on it and then purposefully like, spills coffee really on close to her. Yeah. So <laughs> he can, he can get close to her. Oh, oh, what a skis ball. Oh, he was, he was horrible, but he was so like, the actor was so good. Like the actor yeah, he was, was good. Fantastic. He's very attractive and he's, he was good. Yeah. Definitely awesome at playing the like self-centered, you know, he had, like, gotten in himself into trouble, and I loved watching all the, you know, the sprayed, bottled dew on his face, you know? Yeah, it was, he was uh... so sweaty. <laughs> like, the night that, the night, he was basically having a panic attack when, when the, when the account closed, and he was, he was, oh, man, he was crazy. He was crazy. 
But oh, yeah, the, the best character in this movie is Whoopi Goldberg, o- Oda Mae Brown. Like, For everything sure. she does, like, every time she's on the screen, you're like, why don't we just have an entire movie of, of Oda Mae Brown? <laughs> okay, how about, how about this spinoff movie where... <laughs> Where Oda May, yeah. like, does heists with ghosts, or, like, just... Yeah, just, like, like just, gets into ghosts. Just, shit. yeah, just, just Oda May, like, just just talking, like, just having little adventures with all the different ghosts. Like, that, I would love to see that. Um, it like, was uh, great because it added, like, you know, she added, and along with her friends, a little bit of, you know, d- the the pun is, like, color commentary in a way. Like, it kind mm-hmm. of made it mo- it made it better because there was some, some diversity in this movie that we had, like, different perspectives. Um, and, you know, think about, like, what it was like in 1990. Like, seeing somebody like Whoopi Goldberg in a movie that like this, which probably made a lot of money, like, skyrocketed her career, but also, like, seeing black people up on the screen like her, you know, somebody that anybody could look up to and she's hilarious and awesome. You know, it it just, it's great. Like, I love that she was in this movie. Yeah, for sure. For sure. She was, she was such a great character. And, and I, I was honestly just waiting for the next scene that had her in it. Um, like, and, um, like, even the, the whole, like, bank scene where she's just, she's, <laughs> like, the two of them, they're, it was so good. It was so good. <laughs> so oh. good. They really felt like friends, like Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg. Like, it felt like they were really just having a good time together. Yeah. And then later on, when when he goes back to, to, you know, warn her that she's in danger and she has all those other ghosts, like, like in her, in her shop, like, because she's actually trying to help people now, since she actually has the gift, um, she developed it. Um, Mm -hmm. that was really cool, too, just seeing all those different ghosts in there and, and seeing them, like... (laughs) It was so chaotic. She was like, everyone, stop talking! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was great. Her friends were also funny. Um, It was just... uh, It's a good time. I really like this movie. I'm definitely glad that that I rewatched it. And it was just fun to fun to to revisit it again um even with all of its you know eccentricities i've watched a lot of like 80s and 90s movies that i feel are kind of like not as high quality as this and and they try to be like you know but they're just not quite there yeah and it's it's really easy to to fail at, at at a movie like this but because of the like i said the actors it really just really brought it. <laughs> yeah, I just enjoyed how how different it was. I mean, the the with it being so dark in a way, it sounds like very on point for a for a 90s film, even like the cusp of the 90s cuz we know that there are some some trippy movies in the 90s. Um mm-hmm. but um yeah, just kind of like I'm surprised that and yeah, it's drama and fan, like it but it was almost like it was just so, it was so different. Like, I, I thought it was going to be more rom-commy, like, in a way. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, just a bit more cheesy with him just as a ghost. Just, like, trying mm-hmm. to... Yeah, like, trying I, to I do stuff. I thought there'd be a lot more of him and Demi Moore, even after he was a ghost. But there really wasn't. And that's what really caught me off guard and, and ended up really enjoying it. Um, but, yeah. Well, I'm just looking through some of the trivia. Yeah, there's, there's obviously a lot of really good trivia but the first one is that the role of Oda Mae Brown was not written for with Whippy Goldberg in mind 
But Patrick Swayze, an admirer of hers, convinced the producers that she would be right for the part. Yeah, Patrick. Good job. (laughs) Everything I've heard about Patrick Swayze, he was an incredibly wonderful person. And a kind man and a great actor. And it's we just lost him too soon. Like, so sad. Yeah. Um, The next one's even interesting. Patrick Swayze said that the pottery scene is the sexiest thing he had ever done on film. That's pretty sexy. It's, yeah. And he was in Dirty Dancing, and he still thinks that that was the sexiest thing. Which, honestly, I think Dirty Dancing is so much more sexy than this movie. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I feel the the love in both of them. I mean, maybe we should do a, a revisit of Dirty Dancing, because... Oh, I'm down. That's I'm down. that's a great movie, too. Oh, yeah. Love Dirty Dancing. Um... Okay, when Demi Moore was cast, she had long hair and didn't tell director Jerry Zucker she was going to cut it. Zucker was shocked and at first didn't like it, but he now thinks it was perfect for her character. It really was. I mean, obviously, her haircut was kind of boyish, but it really works with her because she has such feminine features. Yeah, and she she was an artist. Like, it just made her look Mm -hmm. more like like an artist like kind of yeah boyish but still like really feminine like super super pretty like i i loved i loved her short hair i thought it was thought it was very beautiful and her fashion also was really great too you know like a lot of like interesting um vests and, and like things that went around her boobs and like you know a lot of uh um tank tops and then she had like a button-up shirt that went all the way up to her neck like that was great that was an awesome shirt too yeah i love the shirt and i think i think that's kind of in right now is the shirt that uh she she wears when he lifts up the penny and like brings it to her is like the the Mm -hmm. the vest over like a tank top or something as i think yeah yeah kind of wearing um yeah i loved it Here's another trivia. We've got the horrific sounds made by the dark shadows are really the sounds of babies' cries played at extremely slow speed backwards. <laughs> that's like what they use for the the camel the, sounds and tornadoes that sounded like fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> like, <laughs> the camel. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what um, was that about? Oh my gosh. So, oh my gosh! Two movies: Twister, Twister um, makes makes Storm Chaser sexy. Ghost makes yep. <laughs> makes the afterlife sexy. Yeah. <laughs> so this was the highest grossing film of 1990 and the most rented video cassette of 1991. Damn! Most rented, uh-huh. most rented video. That says a lot. <laughs> that is that that is the data that I want to hear. Like that's the data I need. Yeah, and it says the success of this film, along with Pretty Women, is credited with making romantic films more viable at the box office. Oh. I love a good romance, though. Like, like 100%. For sure. For sure. Uh-huh. There's tons of stuff in here. Um, I'm just going to read what two Oscars it got nominated for here. Okay. Um, And it won. So... What?! It it actually got nominated for five Oscars, okay? What? So it got nominated for Best Music, Original Score, Best Film Editing, Best Picture, Best Writing, Screenplay Written Directly for the Scene, Best Actress in a Supporting Role, okay? (gasps) The winners 
are Best Writing Screenplay and Best Actress in a Supporting Role for Whoopi Goldberg. Holy shit! <laughs> I think I knew this, but, like, I totally forgot. <laughs> Dude! That's that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Um, I have to read this, what it says underneath it. It says, Over the weekend of February 2nd, 2002, the Oscar statuette disappeared from a sealed shipping container. Goldberg, via the Academy, had it sent back to the manufacturer of the statuettes, R.S. Owens Co. of Chicago, for cleaning and replating. Allegedly, the statuette was found in a trash bin in Ontario, California, airport on Tuesday, the 5th of February. Oscar will never leave my house again, Goldberg commented in a statement. (laughs) She sent it out to be cleaned. To be cleaned, and it it got lost. And it got lost and ended up in a trash can in Ontario? Yes. What? Yes. What? How does what? How does that even happen? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody must have stolen it, and then they were like, "Shit, we got to bring this back." I don't know. But then in the um, trash, <laughs> I can't believe that. That's great. Best screenplay and best supporting actress. Um, that's amazing. That's amazing. Whoopi definitely deserved yeah. it. She. I. I don't know. I don't know what else was nominated that year, but but doesn't matter. Whoopi deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's fantastic. Like we said, she's, she's the so best good. part of the movie. So good. I. I. I like honestly want to watch more Whoopi Goldberg things. Obviously, I love her in Star Trek. She is like yes, <laughs> you know. And this was before she was in Next Generation. But every time she's on the screen, I'm like, she's the best. I just can't even believe it. She's coming back for season. Season two of Picard. Is she? She is. She oh, she is. Oh man, I think I, she I is. really hope season two is better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope man. she's in it. I I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but could you imagine, like having Guinan in that? I mean, it would just elevate it so much. Would it, yeah? That yes. the first series was not good. It was not the, the first season. Yeah, it it not did not have a good first season, but hopefully, uh. Hopefully we get we get some better seasons. Um, but let's look at these. Uh, let's look at these plot keywords here. We've got a pottery, death, blood, film blanc, and invisibility. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like no no romance. No like relation. Like romance would be up there for sure. That is definitely one of the like supernatural. Yeah, supernatural, you know? like, um, it's like psychic, like, you know, what any... What does film blanc mean? I don't know. Is, is let's that, let's see don't... what other movies have this. Um, Midnight in Paris uh, has this keyword. It's a Wonderful like all Life. all these are, like, romance movies. Everything looks like it's some kind of love story. I don't know what that means at all. I'm gonna look it up. I feel like I should know this, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Out of out of out of the both of us, you should know this. <laughs> <laughs> um what why? Cuz you cuz I went, went to, to film, film school. school. Okay. Film school. <laughs> um okay, okay. It's it says it's like f- okay, a film characterized by an optimistic look. Uh, it's white film, film blanc. What is the 
what is this? Where's where's the um Okay, it's a broader definition than film noir, and it says, in addition to films about the afterlife, it includes such related themes as time travel, reincarnation, dreams, ghosts, and alternate realities. Many of the films found here are often labeled as romantic fantasies. Mm. Okay, cool. Well, that is an awesome um, film category. <laughs> genre that I've never heard of but a lot of these movies on here I love it I I think it's kind of like a whimsical alternative reality situation yeah yeah which you know what I love that that's fun (laughs) that's super cool yeah all right let's take a look at these meta scores we've got a 52 which uh, uh-huh. isn't isn't great, but isn't I'm horrible. I'm going to read this time 30, which is very low. It says, oh, yeah. this man, Richard Corliss, said, a bad movie that a lot of people will like. Though director Jerry Zucker wants his necrophiliac romance to be sensitive, he pumps up its feelings fortissimo so that the dimmest viewer will get the point. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Oh, man. Wow. Hated it. Um, let's see. Yeah, he really didn't like it. Let's see. I'm on uh, I'm on Metacritic, since this is what I do now. Um, yeah, you, you go directly to, to Metacritic. Yeah, this is what I do now. Um, we had five positive reviews, ten mixed reviews, and two negative reviews. So the two that we're seeing on IMDb are the only two negative Um but a lot of mixed. So let's see. What do what do I want to read? I'm gonna I'm gonna read one of these one of these higher up ones just cause. Um, I'm gonna read the San Francisco Chronicle that gave it a 100. Um, says a wonderful movie, sincere and inspired, with four terrific performances and a story that doesn't let up. The picture has the gentle, nourishing quality of a fairy tale that you want to believe. And the unsoftened impact of a gut of gut level entertainment. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's, that's nice, Mick nice. LaSalle. Yeah, it really is. That somebody in from TV Guide said a big sweet hit, tingly and glistened in a phony way, but diverting. Hmm. So, I mean, I would like to know what films they love. Like, I mean, from like this era, like from you know the eighties and the nineties. I want to know what like these specific reviewers think are the best films of that time because obviously there are really good films during that time. But you know, if you ask one of these reviewers, they'd probably be like, "Oh, well, the best movies were made in the fifties or sixties, right?" Like that's it, right? Like Citizen yeah. Kane. They'd be like, yeah. that's the that's the best movie. But it's like, how could you, you know, you really got to kind of like compare it to its uh, contemporaries as well. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be saying cool things are phony, on... it's like. <laughs> and again, seeing time, which, which we don't really see time, I think, on, mm-hmm. on like, you know, the, at least the snippets that we, that we view of the, of the newer movies. But yeah, I wonder if you could like on Metacritic go to like, do each of these critics like have a not critics but like the where they're from like have a page and you could see specifically like what they I don't know can reviewed. you do that I feel Let's like on see. Rotten Tomatoes you can do that they have like a 
specific like link to the things that they've reviewed. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. So let's see. I have I clicked on variety and it says yeah. variety scores and for movies. Um says for 14,783 reviews, this publication has graded 52% higher than the average critic for so mm. it's like it's, it's got some like it's got here. some some interesting data. Maybe we should unpack that at the Ooh. next toppings. Yeah. That would be fun to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Well, at the next toppings, you're going to have a, a baby niece. So we'll definitely have that to talk about. We will have a lot of stuff to talk about. But yeah, I think I think we can I think we can we can do that. So the highest review that Variety has given is a 100 for Ben-Hur. And then the lowest review they've given is a zero to the movie in inoperable i've never heard of that before i don't even, I don't even know what that is <laughs> is it not is it not baby geniuses too or uh no apparently <laughs> apparently they liked baby geniuses too. i don't know <laughs> I, I didn't see that one. <laughs> but inoperable it says to be determined was this movie like not even on here okay whatever i don't know okay we will we will definitely look into this um but yes, so that is a ghost. Let's let's spin the wheel and see. Oh wait, I I oh, just oh, have to oh, I just have oh. to talk about this. Yeah, this poster. I have to I have to talk. Do you see this poster on IMDb? Oh, oh uh, yes, 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 I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, go look at this poster. It is them glowing. Patrick Swayze is kissing Demi Moore's lower neck, like chest bone. And he, he's like, their hair and everything is completely white. And it says on top, believe. And the letters are across the top. And it says, before Sam was murdered, he told Molly he'd love and protect her forever. <laughs> um, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. This is, are they both ghosts? They both look like ghosts. <laughs> That's why I thought that this that he was a ghost when they had the pottery scene. I know, I know. So I was like, oh, I he know. like he had he has to have been a ghost. Like, let's see. I, I want to look at some of these. Um, these oh, there's a there's pictures. A, there's a international uh, movie poster. There's like a there's like a post-it note on it. What does this? Yeah. What does that even say? Something of it's French. Something of love. Uh, yeah, mon, a... mon fantôme d'amour, something like that. I don't know. Um, maybe like the the epitome of love or something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah we've got some real fun photos in this photo shoot that they did for this this cover. It's a good time. All right. Yeah, some fun. Okay, what is on our quarantine movie roulette? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, what we have now on the quarantine movie roulette wheel is Top Hat from 1935, Million Dollar Baby, Annie from 2014, Stranger Than Fiction, Pan's Labyrinth, and Interview with a Vampire. These okay. are the movie. Newest edition is Interview with a Vampire. Um, uh-huh. Let me, hold on, let me just remember how to record thing real quick. <laughs> and then record button and then Windows, Windows plus G. Okay, 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 okay. 
Okay. Okay. Windows G. Get it. Okay, we'll start recording. All right. Here we go. This is All right. Movie. This is the nice movie we're going to watch. <laughs> so what, what, exciting. What's your guess, Alexander? What's your guess? Oh, uh, Stranger Than Fiction. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Damn, I have to click in the middle? That's annoying. I didn't turn the volume on. Sorry, everyone. It's spinning, though. <laughs> it's spinning, though, I promise. Alessandra! Did I guess it? You did! Oh, I did it! You absolutely wow. fucking did! I swear this wheel hears you, dude. Like, the wheel <laughs> fucking hears you. Okay. Dude. Wow, I was not expecting. I have like a one in six chance of getting that, too. And you've gotten it right like the past six times. Oh, that's, I mean, that's that's an overstatement, but yeah. I think so. I but mean, I, I think I, yeah. But you get it right a lot, and that's... I get it. I've gotten it right quite a bit, and you guys can go listen and hear, but... Yeah. I'm so glad. I love that movie. I'm so excited to watch it again. It's been a while since I've seen that. I'm excited to rewatch that. I remember really enjoying that movie. Me um, too. I, I'm, I'm going to watch excited. it with Danny. I know he'll like it. It's such a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um. So that is it for Ghost. Our next movie we will be watching is Stranger Than Fiction. Um, mm -hmm. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. You can rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are now on Spotify. And if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow our social media. We have Twitter at By the Popcorn, Instagram at All By the Popcorn Podcast, Facebook, All By the Popcorn Podcast, and like our page. And uh, if you just want to send us an email, you want to say hello, you want to give us suggestions on future movies or shows to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. We also have merch and we have a YouTube channel. Just search All By the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to our channel. That is it for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.